Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. of the hashtag Miranda show. I am your host, Miranda Morales, the Twitterless heroine herself, the pretty bird, Miss Fancy Pants, and of course, the hashtag queen of soft style. And we are at it again, another week of talking about pro wrestling and all the odds of ends of, you know, what is what is life like now in six weeks of quarantine? I am not too sure. I barely remember what day it is. I forget what month we're in. I thought we were in May multiple times over just the past week. Um, And to figure out we're still in April is like a a dream that will never end. And by dream, I mean nightmare. But you know what? I have to be thankful. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I have, you know, a roof over my head. So, you know, hashtag blessed. Um ironically know that that was an ironic hashtag blessed not not a real hashtag blessed those are annoying um but we're i'm here again we're here again i mean i i don't do this show alone i'll introduce him in a second he's he's there but i want to thank you all for listening to this week's hashtag Miranda show i'm always really kind of just shocked when i hear people talk about the show where they talk about, you know, the topics that, that we discuss, um, your own topics, all of that. Um, it wasn't about this show. It was actually on radio, but I do want to thank the fans who posted on for me. I posted a link for Cherry last week where we discussed our wrestling wishes and I had some awesome responses. So thank you so much to everyone who posts on social media. Um, please feel free to do that. Let us know your thoughts. Let me, let me know uh, your own thoughts on this week's topics, what you want to see on the show, uh, because it means a lot to have people out there listen to this podcast podcast. Um, And welcome. If you are listening to this podcast for the first time, you are in for a treat. But just know that the hashtag Miranda show is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which can be found on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And thechairshot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I should have known. It's almost like Sheldon in the Big Bang Theory when he has that need to, you know, knock 
uh, three times. I feel like that's Greg's need to press the chair shot button multiple times. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So when I mentioned the Chairshot Radio Network, I mean, I don't do this alone. I am part of multiple podcasts that are on thechairshot.com. Um, you know what? And I always go through some of the, the same names over and over again. So you know what? I made it a point this week to want to list uh, and talk about some of the other amazing podcasts that are available on thechairshot.com. We always talk about Pod is War. It's a catchy title, damn it. So that's why it's easy to, to remember. Um, Badlands, of course, uh, the, the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. But then you also have great podcasts such as The Outsider's Edge, DWI Wrestling, a new show, Kurt's Angle, just uh, up on their second or third episode, uh, The Reaction, um, and also you have some non-wrestling related podcasts up like Bandwagon Nerds, which is only one podcast, but it's still great. Uh, and of course, the return of the Greg DeMarco show, making its glorious return uh, solo podcast of one Greg DeMarco. And you know what? You're in luck. We have Greg DeMarco right here as co-host of the Hashtag Miranda Show. It's gonna be me. That's me right here because I'm on everything. If there's a podcast, I find my way onto he, it. He makes his way onto every podcast. I do. This is such good shit. I really do. Because why not? I mean, at this point, you know, we, we just we just should. I mean, yeah. You're welcome. When in doubt, play a soundbite. That's what I do. And he likes this show because he has free range. This is the weird show of the bunch, you know? So all the other podcasts on the Church Out Radio Network are a little bit more structured and informative. You know, they got their own, you know, rundown going. Uh, and then you land to the hashtag Miranda show, and it's a little bit of a trip. You wonder, what did I just take to land into this randomness of, you know, pro wrestling podcast? But you're here. You made it, and I'm happy that you did. Miranda, I say those things, and I'm on the show. So yeah. that's... <laughs> Yeah, like like you talk about what did I do to land in this? I that sometimes I feel like I landed in it. Sometimes I feel like I stepped in it. What did sometimes I step in? in it. Sometimes Who knows? You know, sometimes you realize you stepped in such good shit. This is such good shit. Like you you look at the bottom of your shoe and you're like like oh I just stepped in dog shit. And you look at the bottom of your shoe and you're like oh this is such good shit. And that's the hashtag Miranda show. It's right glitter there the and it's pink shoe. and it actually smells good. You know what that like sounds? And you're like, what the, what the hell? What that is? sounds fantastic. And you, and you can't stop staring at it. Oh, I can play the whole thing. You, you were dancing. <laughs> Do you even remember? Uh, on the, you got to listen to the Greg DeMarco show. Like two months ago. You recorded a soundbite for that song too. I did. You did. I totally it made its way in that. there. Yeah. I'm doing fantastic, man. How are you, Greg? I got it all. Same program. This, this is. I literally now have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have eight different tabs now in the program that starts with the sound bites. When we first started this adventure, I had two tabs. I had one that was titled sound bites. One that was titled themes and songs. 
I now eventually had to create your own folder for for the hashtag Miranda Show so that I could find yeah. everything quickly. And and this is the first week where I feel like I've actually found these. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head in a timely fashion because usually you're waiting for me to press the button. And and now I've got one for the Greg Demarco Show because it's kind of live to tape. Like I, even though it's a solo show, I still want to do it in one shot because I don't like editing. And then I had I got the game show folder. If we ever do that again, I got Pot is War folder. I got yeah, it's it's I got folders, man. I got folders. Lots of folders. This Lots season folders. organized, son of a bitch. I try to be, you know. It's what you got to do when you when you're on a million podcasts and write a million articles and do a million things and take your website back from 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 other people and not really take it back because it never went anywhere, but you know. Deal. Yeah, I mean, Deals we gotta spill. We man. gotta spill a little tea. Let's have a little tea time. Um, I mean, I don't even know if like the wild card soundbite applies this week because this entire show is a wild card. Like, I just put my leg up. I'm comfortable. I'm kicking back. Yeah, spill it. Well, we actually have topics today, which is you know, know. astounding. And I actually told them ahead of time to Greg. That's the crazy also part. Very astounding. Yeah. But let's go back. Okay, so we're going to spill a little bit of tea. Uh, and, you know, I mean, for those of you who remember, a while ago, we partnered with eWrestling News to distribute uh, a lot of content from thechairshot.com to uh, another website, another uh, wrestling news website. And Greg and I talked, and he touched base with me last week to let me know that um, a decision's been made to re-kind of call uh, – reevaluate that partnership and uh we decided to kind of dissolve that partnership between uh the chairshot.com and eWrestlingNews.com. so you can now find all of this content um just on eWrestling. i'm sorry just on the chairshot.com um but we also are partnering with raja.com for some of the distribution but if you want to know the hardest hitting wrestling news analysis and opinions you just go to the chairshot.com TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Yeah, it just didn't work. And it didn't fit, in all honesty. Like, that was the biggest thing for me. Like, our content just didn't really seem to work over there. Like, we... And and I don't really know if it would work anywhere besides the chair shot. Like we've definitely established our own brand, our own voice, our own everything, and it just made sense. And, and the crazy thing was is that I wasn't sure how certain people were going to feel about it. So when I floated the idea to them, every single one of them was like, "Oh, please, like please, let's do this." Like they just weren't feeling it. And and you know, as I joked on on chair shot radio, yeah, there were some parts of the deal that weren't met on both sides. And and this was put together before. It was already things that weren't being met, you know, pre-COVID-19. So it's not like, yeah, I get that the time frame that we're in now is definitely a challenge. But it was, there was a lot of things that I was having to pull teeth on. There were promises made to individuals that weren't kept um, that, that I've already fixed uh, on, on, you know, and, and, and taken up on from the chair shot side and, and had taken care of. So it's because what I do. Um, and, and so we've definitely made things work. But yeah, it was just a matter of, of deciding what's best and what's best is to to come home to to bring everybody home and everybody wanted to i've had a single person who said no so um 
they're trying to keep a few things, and so we're working through some potential details from a coverage perspective, um, helping them with, with, with coverage because Stephen Mitchell does such a great job. So we're trying to work that out. They were like, oh, we could do this and that, and I didn't really like the ideas they had because it was just like they'd get it first and we get it second. And I was like, nope, not going to work that way. And, like, we're not going to be second fiddle. And, and so we're still working through those details. But, um, yeah. It's it's for for most people they were still going to the chair shot they were still consuming the content but it's really right it was like like Steve Cook all his stuff was going over to Wrestling News and um you know and Andrew was doing his stuff at Wrestling News and Andrew and I were editing over there and everything and none of that's happening anymore it's all coming yeah. back over coming back over home and that's just where it should be and that's where it belongs and that's where it will be you know thechairshot.com always use your head. I don't want to be that friend, but everyone has that friend after you go through, you know, some kind of separation, breakup, where you're like, I knew it wasn't going to work out, but I didn't want to tell you. So my sign that I knew this wasn't going to work out is that they only have 192 followers on Instagram. So that to me was an indicator that, uh, you know, this was, you know, uh, I was very unsure um and and still not a lot of Instagram followers, which, you know, is how I gauge uh, my professional wrestling you know, uh, insights. So, you know, uh, but I'm glad, uh, you know, a lot of this content's coming back to the chairshot.com. Um, the chairshot.com again is, is an amazing source for wrestling news analysis and opinions. Uh, the chairshot radio network is wonderful. There's really literally something there for everyone, no matter what type of wrestling fan you are, there is a podcast there for you. Lots of great articles and content. Um, and speaking of great content, you can also go to the chairshot.com uh, forward slash Greg DeMarco. If you want some exclusive content from the one and only Greg DeMarco, you can sign up for his newsletter um, that is sent out uh, every few days. Um, and in there is some great articles. Um, also, he links up uh, to the latest editions of Chairshot Radio, the Hashtag Miranda Show, lots of other great plugs. So if you want even more exclusive wrestling content, go to thechairshot.com forward slash Greg DeMarco. This is such good shit. Yeah, definitely so- do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. So, Greg, we actually have a theme this week. We have, I have ideas. I have things I want to talk about. It's crazy. Great. Um, and really, the theme of this week is money. Money, money, money. So, uh, yeah. No, no. Sometimes I rethink sound bites after I, I do. Do the money three times thing again. <laughs> money, money, money. Still don't like it. Okay, go. No, no, I know. I didn't give you enough time to get like the money, money, money. Yeah, I didn't think about money, that. Ink. I know. I was trying not to bring, okay. the fa- bring that up that I didn't have it. We make it work. So, of course, with money, the first thing that pops into your head as a wrestling fan is money in the bank. That will be coming live on the WWE Network on Sunday, May 10th. And, of course, I got to talk about the format for Money in the Bank this year. Um, I mean, who's not talking about it? It is something that at first, when I saw it, I thought it was fake news, like news with a Z. I did not believe the format that WWE was proposing this year. Uh, But nonetheless, they reported and came out. So I will be talking about that in a quick second. But before we do that, I mean, 
you everyone likes money, right? And everyone likes to buy things with money. So why don't you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to use your money to buy a chair shot t-shirt? I mean, there are over 25 different styles, uh, colors, and uh, logos there that you can all choose from, um, all in support of the chairshot.com. Of course, lots of cool logos. And of course, I got to do the plugs for my favorite t-shirts. Of course, the save tag team wrestling t-shirt. It is the unofficial shirt of one Patrick O'Dowd from chair shot. Can, can Radio. you just say it's the official shirt there and is... then he can stop asking? Like, <laughs> we'll just make it the unofficial official shirt of Patrick O'Dowd. Yeah. He has a shirt. He does love it. He does love it. Um, you have Jesus did the job and his dad was the promoter. Chair shot 316. Of course, the logo shirts, the OG chair shot uh, logo. Always use your head. Baron Corbin sucks because it's just the truth. Suck it, nerd. Uh, and of course, you know, the uh, Queen of Soft Style shirt. All there available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. I also want to do a little plug. There you're going to see some t-shirts for IZW. And you may be wondering, what is that? And that's actually your new favorite indie promotion. So if you want to go and get yourself an IZW t-shirt, wear it. And then your friends are going to ask you, so what is IZW? What is Impact Zone Wrestling? You can say, it's kind of too indie for you. Um, but, you know... It, it, it is it is you know i feel like just like just like in music just like in food there's always those people who are like that's that's a little too indie for you you know like only the cool people know what this is izw is that so if yeah, you want to be too cool for your friends buy yourself an izw as, shirt as the promoter i'd kind of want it to not be too cool for anybody because i want them to all pay for a ticket and come to the show um well everyone can pay for a ticket and you know i mean it's not like you're excluding anyone if you just want to no, be really no, cool and like, oh you know be on the 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 edge of all the trending you know promotions out there in the world i mean izw is it yes and, and talk about you know trendy and, and on the costume we got we got more african-americans on our roster than aew does so yeah it's, it's come out there but no since, since you brought it up can, can we talk about it for a second yes yes yeah you know i know we aren't doing official highs and lows this week but i do feel like this is a good format to talk about you know some some things in our own lives that that we're you know dealing with both we, you know professionally and personally we um we talked about it in February after, you know, IZW had a great show, sold out the building, literally every single chair was taken and did an awesome, awesome show February 22nd and, and we're building towards May 16th and what you probably notice is that, you know, stop talking about it. The reason I stopped talking about it is because I was really worried about it going down and we did officially yesterday cancel the May 15th show, May 16th show, I mean May 16th, like it's less than a month away and, and, and I know people think things are going to open and it's probably not going to. But even if we were able to run the show May 16th, I don't think it was going to draw very well. And just from a business perspective, wasn't smart. We already had August 29th and November 28th on the books. Um, so if they're not in your calendar, listener, put it on your calendar now. So we are just shifting to August 29th. So the show, IZW Grand Prix, has not been canceled. It's been postponed. But the date has been canceled. We're not adding a new date, even though the building would like us to. Um, we are moving to August 29th, and that will be the next IZW show, which, God, seems like so far away. But... Um, 
yeah, I'm going to rebuild it. I, I happy to report we refunded every single ticket. Um, thanks to Eventbrite bending on their policies, all of the fees. Normally, when when you do any refunds at Eventbrite, they keep their fees. They also uh, refunded the fees to everybody, so everybody got every single penny back. And um, and I'm excited to to build towards August 29th. But yeah, you know, it, it's bittersweet because we did so well in in February. And August was, or May was supposed to be the show, but February was the show and that, that brought IZW back. And now we got to wait till August. But that's just the world right now, man. And we got to, you know, kind of do the best of what we can. So that's what it is. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, this is an interesting perspective. I mean, we as fans uh, view, you know, what's happening in wrestling now from one perspective, you know, as as fans and what we're watching and what we would like to see and, and what we hope to have come back. But you bring a really good perspective from a promoter, from a business stance that um, as much as you want to provide a great event for people to come to and you want people to buy tickets and you want to provide an environment for wrestlers to perform, you know, we're still in a stage where we're really unsure about what social interactions look like and what kinds of events and capacities we can actually put together. And we may not know for a long time. Um, we, it, it's still so very unknown. And it it is, you know, still fairly early to really get a big picture idea of it, but also to put on a, an event where you could have, you know, um, you know, even a small amount of people, but with, you know, your average wrestling event, you know, ranging, you know, in fifties to hundreds, you know, that still could be considered too much at this time. So in fairness to everyone's safety and health and wanting to help, you know, not just really manage this situation. Um, it sounds like it was a, a very hard decision to um, cancel the May show. Um, but also it's the safest decision. Yeah, it was an easy decision. It was just a shitty decision. Like, you know, it was an obvious decision, one that I actually put off because other people wanted to put it off, and so I was willing to wait. But then finally, Monday, those people realized we got to stop putting it off and made the decision, and then I reached out to the building and let them know and reached out to the fans and refunded all the tickets and did all that. And it's also, you know, you talk about the business standpoint, and I knew if we ran in May, the show would lose money. Like, I just knew that, and I was prepared to do that, and that would have been fine. We're crowning a champion at our next show, like the first IZW champion in 10 years. I don't want that to happen in front of 40 people. Like, that's mm-hmm. just not what I want. Like, it's just not what what should happen. And, and that's a big moment. That's 10 years in the making. I want it to be in front of a crowd. So, yeah, I had to, had to make that decision. Well, again, IZW in Phoenix, Arizona, actually in Tempe, uh, Arizona, which for some of you, it's all the same thing. If you're not from Arizona, it's all the same place. Uh, but Sun Studios of Arizona, August 29th, IZW returns for Grand Prix. Um, if you are in Arizona, if you're willing to travel to Arizona, we hope to see you there. Uh, but if not, keep an eye out with your local wrestling promotions to know when they're going to be uh, up and coming. It's still very much in the air. I think every wrestling promotion is taking it um, day by day, week by week. Um, even though some of the restrictions on a state status will be lifted some fairly early by the end of this week, I believe Georgia is going to start rolling out and lifting some of their restrictions. Um, some states may soon follow, but also ultimately 
we want everyone to keep their health in mind and their safety in mind. So if you decide to kind of put a pause on attending live shows for uh, a while, that's definitely your prerogative. Uh, but we hope that once things, you know, get up and rolling again, that you do decide to support your local wrestling uh, promotions because they're going to need it and they're going to want you there. Those wrestlers who haven't performed in months are going to want to see every single fan's face, even if they're booing. <laughs> But uh, go ahead, you know, keep an eye out on your local wrestling promotions and, and support them when they come back. Yeah, and, and just just to, like if you live in one of those states that's trying to open things up soon, if that excites you, if you're happy about that, take advantage of it now because this is just me talking. I don't think it's going to last very long. I think some people are jumping the gun and could cause spikes in, in the number of cases in those states and you could end up at home longer because of it. But I'm not a doctor. I'm not a politician. I'm not any of that I'm stuff. I'm not, so yeah. I don't get to make those decisions. We just we just have master's degrees. What do we know? Right, what do we know? I don't get to make those decisions. I just get to tell you that they're wrong. That's all. <laughs> Greg, and he loves to tell tell you when you're wrong. But I will Definitely. also tell you when I'm wrong. And it, if, the, if those things work out and I'm wrong, I will happily admit that I was wrong. That's very true. I just want Hashtag facts. So I would say not a side effect, but an effect that's happening because of the coronavirus is a lot of us are staying home and we're ordering things. We're getting things delivered to us. Our groceries, our clothes, whatever it is that we are ordering, it is coming to us. And Greg and I have talked a lot about what does that look like at our homes? Um, the, you know, Homes in two different cities, but we have a commonality of ordering way too much stuff that we don't need. Uh, so speaking about money, we're going to talk about a little bit of the money that we've been spending lately as an effect of, you know, being home all the time on the coronavirus. Um, Greg pretty much has, like, he dropped a bomb as far as, like, what his Amazon orders have been looking like lately, which I thought I was ordering a lot from Amazon. I plugged in my Pop-Tarts from Legendary Foods. Amazing. I love the Pop-Tarts. I probably get a package from Amazon, probably, you know, two to four packages a week uh, from Amazon. Um, and that's pretty fairly consistent. But Greg, I'm just going to let you take the floor with this because you're, you're blowing my Amazon orders out of the water. <laughs> well, I think it was, I think I told you at one point, we went 12 straight days with a delivery. Um, that was exciting. And like, I think, okay, so, so, are we talking about the crazy purchases or, or what are we? I mean, whatever you want, the crazy purchases, the, so, the there's a couple. big money purchases. <laughs> Cause you know, those quote, unquote, quote, quote unquote, big money. So, so the, the crazy purchases, I'm scrolling through the list on, on my Amazon orders. Um, cause some of them, like we got the kids stuff for Easter and things like that. Right. I got, um, we, we typically once a week we have tacos, right? We usually, street style tacos and, and, and we'll make them for dinner. And a lot of times it's actually Tuesdays, believe it or not. We had tacos tonight. And tacos I think are amazing. Just just putting the that last out weekend there. we were coming up with the menu for the week and we decided tacos. I was like, you know what we need? We need taco holders. So I went on Amazon and I spent sixteen dollars on stainless steel taco trays, taco holders, to so that we can make our tacos in the holders versus having to lean them up against each other on the plate or do them in a little bowl or something like that. So taco holders was a purchase that we was delivered actually a week ago today. They showed up Tuesday, April 14th at my house. Um, the big purchase that, that, that Marin is alluding to 
that I was like, guess what I bought? And and it, I mean, there's a reason behind it. So I bought two beds on Amazon and um, frame, mattress, and bedding uh, for my kids. They wanted, you know, it was time for them to get new beds. Um, and and you know, ordered it all on Amazon. And, and here I was on Friday putting it together, and and that all got delivered. So yeah, I had bed frames and mattresses sitting outside my house at one point and i had to bring them inside but yeah 700 bucks worth of beds from amazon that showed up at at, at the demarco family house and and then that's not frivolous i feel like that is a good purchase you know you're buying yeah. beds for your kids it's it's you know it's hard to do that anywhere else and it comes to you so i mean like i think it's a well well thought out purchase it is my mother-in-law also then ordered a bed so i had to put three beds together and because that's what i wanted to do and yeah that was that was it yeah there's not a whole lot of frivolous so last saturday was a, a i can send you the picture um Many people know I graduated from Virginia Tech, and April 16th was the anniversary of the shooting that took place at Virginia Tech. And so last Saturday, there was a big run-walk thing, 3.2 miles, because there were 32 fatalities in that shooting. And so we bought everybody new Virginia Tech shirts to wear for that. So that showed up nice. last week as well. We've ordered some, some games. Um, Buzzword is a really fun board game that we played with the kids. Uh, we got a new version of the Game of Life that showed up as well. Um Little little game called Spy Alley. It's kind of like Clue, and and I don't know what else you would combine with it. But yeah, we we got a lot of games. Um, just just stuff. Got some shirts that that have come in, and some more shirts that are coming. And I got two shirts that arrived today actually, because I'm finally breaking down and, and getting some new clothes. But yeah, you know, we're just just making it happen. Just just making it happen. In fact, I'm scrolling yeah. through one right now, and I feel like. Oh, that was. Uh, it's a picture as a shirt, but it's a pair of shorts that I ordered for my son. So, yeah. and now I'm now I'm engaged in my Amazon orders. But the big yes. one was definitely seven hundred dollars worth of beds. Ooh, that's that's a big one. I'd say well, that's a big one. But you, it sounds. Wait till you well, hear what I'm buying later this week. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of random Amazon orders as well, but my prize purchase wasn't expensive. But was it frivolous? Oh hell yes. Y'all can't see this, but my hope is that once I we post this episode, I'll be able to tag a picture of this. But I actually did my frivolous shopping on Etsy. Um, Etsy, for some of you who may or may not know, is a website specifically for people who do arts and crafts and sell these items online. And I saw this product online. I want to say on Instagram, probably. I don't know. I got sucked into a black hole of purchasing. And I thought this is perfect. This is I I, I don't I don't know how I'm going to utilize this. I kind of knew, but uh, once I you see it, I explain it. But I purchased a 3D printed plastic <laughs> version of a Cubone head. So if you're not a Pokemon aficionado, shame on you. Uh, go. So there is a Pokemon. One of the original. Uh, uh, 150 Pokemon, uh, Cubone. And the story of this Pokemon is that um, this is a kind of a small Pokemon that um, wears a skull on its head. And actually, the story is that this is the skull of its deceased mother. And when it cries, it's kind of crying out in sorrow for its deceased mother. So it's kind of a morbid backstory. However, I found this on Etsy because someone actually does this with a 3d printer to fit the size of your dog's head 
So I got this plastic Cubone skull mask to put on my dog's head and then take pictures of my dog in a Cubone mask. So uh, I originally got it. I have two dogs. Uh, one is a terrier mix named Mickey. The other one is a Chihuahua like rat terrier mix named Sadie. I originally got it for Sadie because also Cubones are known to be very mischievous. And that is Sadie to a T. Um, kind of, kind of a, a jerk sometimes. So I wanted to throw this on her, but when I did, it was too big. The size was too big. So I ended up putting it on Mickey and it was like Cinderella and a glass slipper, baby. Like this Cubone head fit so perfectly, but neither dog was a big fan of this. Uh, <laughs> neither dog was like, I'm leaving this on my head. Both of them just started shaking their head. Um, and they were not big fans of this, but it's a beautiful, and like you can even put it as like on your desk as like a table centerpiece. It's really good quality plastic. I think overall it was like less than 30 bucks for this. I spent more on dumber things, but this is my prized possession of quarantine purchases, a 3D printed plastic Cubone skull mask. This is such good shit. Shit being the operative word in that. It's not do this. You do you even? Oh, I mean, it's, I'm not sure if you're a human Pokemon or Eric Rowan right now, but right. Oh, it does give you such Eric Rowan vibes, really like does. almost like a lamb mask, you know. Um, <laughs> of course, he's very, unemployed. very Wyatt family. I dig right it. Maybe I'll put flowers around it and. Uh, you know, do some, some fancy things. I'm also going to continue to try and put it on my dog's head to take pictures to post on social media. Because we all know dogs just love to put things on their heads. So that's, you know, dogs love wearing headgear. That's something that all dogs love. Obviously it should. It's actually pretty, it's, you know, pretty sturdy. So like if you run into something, they'll be very well protected. I mean, if anything, I'm saving my dog's life, but also, um, there you go. That's, that's my, my fun frivolous, item with the money that I have right now. So I want to actually transition into a wrestling related topic, you know, a million years later into this podcast. 33 minutes into um, the show. I, I would say if you want to go into a super in-depth analysis of this, actually listen to this week's uh, edition of The Reaction. Um, they do an awesome job of going into under the road to Money in the Bank. I'm really wanting to focus on this concept because We've talked about over the past few weeks with uh, WWE really changing the format of their shows, the way that they put matches together, the way that they put shows together. Um, a lot of it starting with the empty uh, arena shows. Then you have those filmed matches of the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse match. And now they're taking it literally to a whole new level. So I'm going to go to WWE.com's um, really statement of this uh pay-per-view of this of this show um again which when i originally saw the picture of this i thought it was fake i thought someone put this together and it was great it was fun photoshopped and then when wwe announced this on social media i was shocked shock 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 because this is genius so on sunday may 10th wwe money in the bank will stream live um they will have a kickoff show. It's going to be on um, the kickoff show will be on the network, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch, all of that. However, this year's money in the bank, the WWE superstars will have to climb the corporate ladder. Punny. How there it is. To win the groundbreaking editions of the money in the bank matches. 
The matches will begin on the ground floor of WWE headquarters. Yes, Titan Towers, that WWE headquarters. Um, and the briefcases containing the contracts for championship matches will be hanging up all the way on the roof of the corporate towers of, of Titan Towers. So they're going to have to race up the building, inside the building to go up to the roof of Titan Towers where there will be a ring and a ladder to get money in the bank. And I'm just thinking this is awesome. <laughs> I have to admit, I just, I thought this concept was hilarious, but also really, really great. I mean, one, you are curbing all of the issues that are currently happening right now um, with COVID-19. Um, you're not going to be filming in uh, an arena. You're not really going to be, I mean, it's your property as well. I mean, it's, they, 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 they don't actually own, they actually rent that from what I understand. Uh, but uh, it's, it's their, you know, building to do what they want. Um, and thinking about how much fun that, that will look from a fan's perspective. One, it's been, you know, this kind of legendary building. It's had its own identity, its own aura, you know, of Titan Towers. And um, we got little glimpses of it through different specials. But of course, even that funny um, WWE commercial at the time, WWF, a commercial back in the Super Bowl, was it 98, 99? Um, and so lots of fans are already wondering, you know, if it will be similar to that. But um, it, it's a really historic building. And to now be able to have it incorporated into Money in the Bank and also this pun of, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, I think is incredibly smart and really, really creative and something we've never seen before and likely will never see again. For multiple reasons, because WWE is planning to move out of that building. They are under construction on a new building that's on hiatus, of course, because of COVID-19. But the plans were to move out of Titan Towers. Um, so we this could be the first and the last time we ever get a match like this. Uh, but it will involve both for the men and the women's uh, money in the bank ladder matches. This will allow WWE to film ahead of time and, and all those things. I know I'm getting carried away with all of this, with my excitement. Um, so great. I would like to know, you know, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, I have a good idea because essentially, I mean, this such good shit, but couldn't be pressed enough when we were talking about this, but I would like to know, you know, your perspective on this, uh, this, uh, ideation of, of a match. This is such good shit. This is such good shit. This is such good. This is such, this is, this is, this, 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 this is such good shit. It is. It is amazing. Like, I'm excited about this. Now, when I saw the pictures of the setup on the roof, I was actually a little disappointed because what this tells me is when I saw the full ring set up with all the ladders on the roof, I thought, okay, we're going to spend a little bit of time getting to the roof and then we're going to have your typical money in the bank ladder match on the roof. Now, there's still components on the roof they can use that are going to make the match different than any other money in the bank ladder match we've ever seen. But I was hoping you'd get to the roof and I didn't need a ring at all like like for this. Like I just didn't need one and we're still going to have one. And I don't know if the whole card's going to take place on the roof or if the other matches are going to be in the performance center. Uh, who knows? We'll find out later. Maybe they can use the warehouse that Gargano and Ciampa use, which is just the greatest thing ever that match. I love it. But... I just love this too, and I think they're really smart to do this because we've seen, I don't know if I talk, told you about this or who, but we've seen glimpses of the inside of the WWE headquarters before, but we've never seen as much as we're going to see on May yeah. the 10th. And to me, that's the biggest drawing card of this whole gimmick is that mm -hmm. you're going to get to see people fighting through 
Titan Towers, and you're going to see the conference rooms. You're going to see someone will get into a fight in Vince McMahon's office. Like that's going to happen. Like at some point, someone will be going down a hallway fighting, and Pat Patterson is going to come out of the bathroom in his underwear, just like he used to do in the '90s during the Attitude Era. And like, there's just things they're going to do that are going to be great. Like if you thought the Firefly Funhouse match had a lot of inside references, okay, well it did. This will have a few as well, and and they're just oh, going to yeah. be fun. Like. I think and, this is, is going to be a blast. It's a formula that they know is working. And so that's why I really applaud them for taking this. I mean, such a literal turn on. And this is honestly the perfect view to do it. Like, it all came together in such a really well-placed um Manner. I mean, they were promoting Money in the Bank during WrestleMania. And at the time, um, even though we knew that they weren't going to be having it at the original venue, um, I think we were all curious as to what Money in the Bank's going to look like. We'd already seen the ladder match uh, for the Tag Team Championships happen at WrestleMania. And it was a great match, but there was a dynamic missing because you didn't have a crowd there. Um, and you had, you know, the, the space that utilized it really well and could do a lot more because you didn't have a crowd around, but that's one of the draws to a ladder match is the fans and the reactions. Um, and now I think you can really have a fantastic match and the reactions are still going to be happening, but I think it's because of, you know, what's going to be happening throughout the, the twists and turns of Titan towers. I mean, it's like shoots and ladders, but like in real life, like how, that I, there's there's just also that element as a as a fan and, and being a fan from a young age um to be able to witness that and to get a lot of those references again i think it's it's going to happen and they they would be smart enough to do it because um i think this is also a way that they appease some of those bigger fans the fans that have been there for a while when you do those odes and you have those easter eggs um because it allows them kind of as a nod to to those fans that yes the they acknowledge your fandom they acknowledge you um and kind of your memories to with the company and that's to me what a lot of the firefly funhouse did was that so many of these little inside jokes and easter eggs was this you know i've said it a love letter in an odd way to professional wrestling fans. And I think that this absolutely could be another one, but also even, you know, if you want to get deeper into it, I mean, such a metaphor of what it's like to work, I'm sure for that company, but any corporate environment, um, the ins and outs of working um, in, in an office environment and maybe the things you wish you could do in an office <laughs> that you never could and and you never will again at this point. Um, I, I'm very, very excited for it. Um, speaking of the Money in the Bank uh, ladder matches, right now WWE is in the process of finalizing all the participants um, for the Women's Money in the Bank match. Um, so far, we've been confirmed is Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Asuka and Dana Brooke. Um, I believe there's going to be six total participants. Um, and so there's two more to be determined. Um, for the men's money in the ladder, money in the bank ladder match, you have Daniel Bryan, Alistair Black, Apollo Cruz, and Ray Mysterio. So both of these matches have the potential. I mean, really, really fun, but also when you see the competitors in there, I mean Shayna Baszler. She just dominated the Elimination Chamber. And um, even though she didn't win the women's uh, title match during WrestleMania, she's still coming back. They're bringing her back as a really dominant force in the women's division. Um, this is going to be a whole different element, though, because I, it's not one where you can just easily beat everybody up and, and head out. I think they're going to make this 
um, not only just entertaining, but it will, I think, challenge her in a way where she just won't be able to beat someone up and 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 finish the match, especially when you have someone like Nia Jax, who is much more, you know, um, physically bigger. And we haven't really seen that element before against um, Shayna Baszler, someone who's, you know, more uh, physically standing than her. Um, and of course, then you have Asuka, I mean, who is a complete badass. Um, I think there's going to be some fun spots for Dana Brooke. I think this is going to be one where if we have comedy or some some of those quirky spots um, or big spots, she's going to be the recipient of it. But I think it's a great placement for her. Um, who are you hoping rounds out the women's money in the uh, ladder uh, women's money in the bank ladder match? I don't even know. Do we know who else is in the qualifying matches? I don't know. And... Let's see. I, we're gonna. I'm gonna click this preview because I don't know. <laughs> just uh, that's the truth. Yeah, that's just the truth. I, I'm not sure. But in a in a magical world where you got to pick, you know, who who's um, in the women's in both. We'll talk about both. But um, in your ideal world, who would you want to so, round out the women's money in the bank? So on SmackDown, we still have Lacey Evans versus Sasha Banks. That winner is going to be in the match. And then there's one more TBD to take place. Um, and so uh, I would like to see Sasha Banks in the match, although that's a whole lot of heels. So they'll probably go with Lacey Evans, to be honest with you. Um in that regard, but you know, I'd like to see somebody from NXT sneak their way into the match. The most, the one that makes it, because and Charlotte's on the poster and Becky's not, which is very interesting, because um, the poster's so important to WWE. I would love to see Rhea Ripley try to, you know, work her way into the ladder match because she wants another shot. Maybe, you know, we know that automatic rematches aren't a thing anymore, so maybe that's what Rhea Ripley has to do to get her her rematch against Charlotte Flair is to win. Um, is to win in that regard, but and I'm trying to see if I can see the. Uh, I'm looking to see if there's any NXT stars on the poster, and there really aren't. But um, I do. I would love to see Rhea Ripley in there um, to to try to make that happen. So that that's my choice for the women, Rhea yeah. Ripley. I like uh, the idea of Sasha Banks because it really could have a lot of you know big implications with her and Bailey, and I I mean that's obviously the route that they're going. Um, but I would also speak about NXT. I mean I know she's now on the Raw roster. Uh, would be Bianca Belair. I mean she is a phenomenal athlete, and every match that she's been in has just surpassed expectations. And I think this could be one that she could really display her athleticism um, and also have some really really good spots. And she can last. Girl will last from the bottom to the top. Like if I had to put my money on anyone who can just physically take on this match, I, I would say of course Shayna, but I would also say Bianca. And there's still definitely some bad blood, you know, with her and Shayna. There's some really interesting um, uh, spots that could happen, even with a Naya uh, or an Asuka. Um, so I would love to see Bianca Belair in this match. Um, and if she's not in it this year, it's only going to be a matter of time, though. So, but this one in particular, um, I think, would be just an awesome opportunity for her and one who you could literally see her, you know, getting up to the roof and just being inches away from that ladder before, you know, a Sasha pulls her down or something like that. And it would and be. She could leaving me at the edge of my seat she could run up the stairs like everyone else is probably fighting for the elevator she would just run up the stairs like that would actually be really funny to see everyone's fighting and she's just darting up the stairs and so now they're trying to get up there to stop her you could you could have her run up the stairs run on the roof climb the ladder before anyone else is even on the roof and she's got the briefcase and she's like 
I won. Done. Done. Match over. So, EST. And, and I'm done. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be uh, very fun. Uh, for the men's money in the ladder or money in the bank ladder match, I cannot speak today. Um, there are two more participants. Uh, also, I don't know if you have the matches uh, in front of you, but same same question: um, Who would you want as the last two uh, competitors in that match? Well, one of those matches is Drew Gor- Drew Gulak or King Corbin, and the other one is TBD. So, honestly, between Drew Gulak and King Corbin, I would go Corbin just because everyone else in the match are already baby faces um although paul cruz i don't even know what they're doing with him but and, and corbin for as much as he sucks he can definitely be somebody good for people to jump off of and, and can get his ass kicked a little bit and that would be fun and for that tbd spot you know i think i actually have the perfect person to, to join the money in the bank ladder match Put Mark Henry in the match. Mark Henry wins the Money in the Bank ladder match, then goes on to challenge Drew McIntyre. We get our match. We get our match that we want. Mark Henry versus Drew McIntyre. It's perfect. And and by match that we want, uh, y'all have to just listen to Chairshot Radio this week because we just had this great epiphany of having Mark Henry go up against uh, Drew McIntyre. If you don't know how we get there, just listen. Just, yeah, it, just listen. it just was a stroke of, of genius of one of those things of like, you know, when you forget about your favorite restaurant that you used to go to all the time and then you remember it and you're like, oh my God, we should go there again. That same reaction about Mark Henry. Of course you can't because like, it's closed. But... But yeah, you can't now. But once but you know it what? reopens... If I, can't, <laughs> if I can't have Mark Henry, then there's always this guy. What about you? Who do you want to see? You. Um, so off of the Gulak um, Baron Corbin match, I do agree that it makes more sense to have Baron Corbin there just to have that heel dynamic. Um, and again, you could see him, you know, probably, I mean, he has a really powerful moveset and I can imagine that being a great asset through this slamming people through things and all that. And he's, you know, he's comedic. So there could be some times, uh, where he can provide some comic relief. Um, I don't know. I mean, part of me, even though it already happened, I think Alistair Black already beat someone, um, from Zelina state, uh, Zelina Vegas stable, I think would be Austin, uh, I'm not like let's just be real I don't quite remember but I thought that would actually be a good spot for someone in her stable to to be in um because it helps like really establish them as a serious stable and I mean you've already had them fight for the tag team championship um already at Wrestlemania and and they've been a really good strong heel faction so I do feel like you need to kind of have things that balance out because you have Rey Mysterio who's a fairly face Daniel Bryan who's a face Alistair Black, who is, you know, more or less a face. I know he's more mysterious, and so you don't really, you know, more of a tweener. But you definitely need another heel to kind of balance out um, this uh, this match. So that would have been – and I think it would have been, a, again, a great spot to elevate someone new um, in, into this match. Um, 
uh, I mean, yeah, that that's it's, it's perfect timing for for something like that. And same thing, you know, I think that. Um, one person I'm very interested in seeing in this dynamic is a Daniel Bryan, um, who is, you know, much more of a serious wrestler, what that looks like of him climbing the ladder. I'm sure if there's not any kind of Daniel Bryan Easter eggs, as far as, you know, his whole journey uh, up the corporate ladder, I mean, what are we doing this for? Um, Rey Mysterio, I mean, he's going to have some, uh, I think, amazing spots as well. Um, there's going to be some ode to history there, too. I feel like if there's going to be um, any kind of Eddie uh, Easter egg or, you know, a reference to Eddie, it's going to be in relation, you know, with with Ray. Um, and again, I'm just pulling things, you know, out of thin air, but you are literally in the home of professional wrestling. You are uh, in the corporate office of, of pro wrestling. So if you're not having some of those tie-ins into the match, um, it, it's kind of a, a shame. I'm very excited for Aleister Black in this match. He's, he's literally my dark horse. Um, and not just because... Um, of his heavy metal music and all that. I, I really think that he's going to shine. We've only seen him as a really strong competitor, but I think with the utilization of the environment around him, he's going to do some really interesting spots. Um, and he could be kind of also that one that goes up just barely almost gets to, to the briefcase and somehow gets dragged down and people are believing it. People are, are looking at him saying, wow, he really could be, you know, the money in the bank winner. Um, out of these matches, and even with your hypothetical choices, uh, who do you think is going to win these matches for the men and women? So for the men, I actually think it's going to be Aleister Black who wins the money in the bank briefcase. And I think that he'll be the kind of cash in that's not the surprise cash in. I think he uses it for a specific event. He doesn't strike me as the kind of character to attack somebody. And so I, I see him calling his shot, which some money in the bank briefcase holders have done and getting his shot at Drew McIntyre and probably losing sadly, which would suck. Um, but it just happened or does happen for the women. You know, I think that Shayna Baszler is the easy answer. Um, just because of, of the feud with Becky Lynch and the fact that she did go crazy in the Royal Rumble. She did eliminate everybody from the Elimination Chamber. Um, but I, I think for the story they're telling with Bailey and Sasha Banks, um, you know, it's funny because I think I said Lacey Evans would, would probably qualify. I think of the list that's out there, Sasha Banks is the best option to win the women's briefcase in my opinion, as much as I would love to see Asuka do it. I think from a storyline perspective, it just makes sense for Sasha to do that and then eventually lead to that showdown with Bailey. Plus, the the, the the visual of Bailey walking around with the SmackDown Women's Championship and Sasha Banks walking around with the briefcase is just... that. There's a lot of good storytelling you can do, and you can drag that out for a while because, as we talked about during Chairshot Radio, SummerSlam in Boston's probably not going to happen. And that would have been where you would do Sasha Banks and Bailey because that's Sasha Banks' hometown. And she's way over in, in Boston. But now that's probably not going to happen. So you can drag that out as long as you want to. You can drag it out to WrestleMania. Who knows what you want to do. So I do think that um, Sasha Banks with a briefcase gives us the best opportunity for storytelling. And, you know, we're all about the storytelling. Yeah. And I and I am a, a big fan of the storytelling. I... And I don't believe from any of the competitors in the women's match that we're going to see what they've done two years in a row, which was a cash in that same night. Um, as much as I was a fan of Bailey winning, I 
and I get it because the crowd momentum, you know, was really behind her and, and it was good storytelling. I also was not a fan of them duplicating the same cash in twice. So luckily from this perspective, I don't see that happening. Um, and I have to kind of agree with you when it comes to Shayna Baszler, it makes the most sense. And it's almost this looming threat around Becky at any given moment. Um, and really a big motivation for Shayna to not give up and to continue to uh, pursue a match with Becky, but also the Sasha Banks element. I mean, that visual could be really, really strong. And again, um, seeing Sasha with the briefcase and it's almost this, you know, when will it happen? Like you just know that there's some tension in that dynamic because of it. They may put up a front saying that, Oh, we're a strong team. We got this, you know, no one can stop us, but also in the background, you know, Sasha could cash in at any moment. And those are kind of the best ones. That's that utilization of, of the cash in happening at any moment. Speaking though of style, I guess I can't imagine physically Aleister Black carrying that briefcase all the time. Like, I just don't, I just don't see it. It clashes with his style unless he makes it like a super dark satanic briefcase. Yeah, I could see actually that. would be very cool. Um, but like, I can't, you know, with his entrance, he comes into the coffin, you know, or uh, up upright, and I'm like, well, but he would just raise up holding the briefcase, like it would be okay. But I that do, would I be could so see cumbersome. him. I don't know. I could and then see you need him. to carry the briefcase because if you don't carry the briefcase around with you, then what the right. what the hell's the point? Um, yeah, I so see him aesthetically, doing that. I don't see him doing it. I, I I think it's really hard actually to look. To be honest, my best guess would be the last person who's in this match. Whoever is TBD, I think that would be the person. As much as I think it, it would be a good tout for Daniel Bryan's career, he doesn't need it. He could really go for whatever he's had it before. He wanted and he, yeah, and that just doesn't make sense. I think with Apollo, um, you know, they're still figuring out what to do with him. Um, so it, it just isn't the right fit, I think. I don't know. I don't know. And Rey Mysterio, I mean, that he's kind of just the legend in this. You know, he's there to help put people over, to also add another, you know, notch of belt, uh, an opportunity in his long career. But I don't think it's going to be him. And even if it was Baron Corbin, he's also had it. And uh, I just. Yeah, we don't need that. Kind of, yeah, we, we don't need that. Just don't need that. I don't need that kind of hell on earth. So I think it's going to be TBD, whoever, yeah. whoever that is. It's interesting because I don't, I feel like with the men, Whoever has this briefcase is not going to win their cash in, unless unless it's like a lead story, kind of like when Brock cashed in on Seth and then put Seth over, over again at SummerSlam. I just don't see Braun or Drew McIntyre losing via cash in, and and I just that so that to me it kind of seems awkward um, with, with who you do it with because it's going to be a push for somebody, but they're going to ultimately lose. I could you know. Why not go crazy with an Apollo Cruz getting the briefcase? Like, why not give him something to do? It feels like a Paul Heyman thing to do, and and I've said that a lot lately, and so I guess it's just easy to say, oh, that's a Paul Heyman thing to do. Um, you know, I feel like I'm going to pour myself a glass of orange juice and be like, Paul Heyman would have poured himself a glass of orange juice. So it's a Paul Heyman thing to do. But I could totally see, like, like if you're going to lose... I don't think Apollo Crews losing his cash in is going to get hurt, especially against a guy who can beat four people at once and Drew McIntyre anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I like him holding the briefcase because it just it gives him a, 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 someone who would otherwise have nothing gives him something. Everybody else in this match already has something. 
They don't need it, um, except for Baron Corbin, and we just don't want him to have it. But for yeah. Apollo Cruz, I think that that's the something that he could have. That especially if he holds on to it for a little bit, could actually give him a calling card, something to do for a little bit. So, um, so from that perspective, I could see it. But I don't see either anyone. I don't see either men's champion losing via cash in. And I just with Charlotte being on the poster holding the NXT Women's Championship. I wonder if one of those briefcases is going to get cashed in in NXT. Like, we saw Royal Rumble winner pick an NXT opponent. We're slowly trying to integrate NXT as the full-fledged third brand. It feels like money in the bank should be the next step, and and maybe maybe those two TBDs are going to be NXT people. Yeah. Because it just, with Charlotte being on the poster... It kind of makes sense to have NXT people in this after what Charlotte did with the Royal Rumble win. So, unless NXT has their own, which I don't think is going to happen, it just yeah. And if there's no, I mean they had something similar um, for the women's NXT championship where they had um, Io win uh, the the briefcase. So they had something you know similar. But that to was that. just a con- like a title shot briefcase, not a Money in the Bank briefcase. I was surprised well, they yeah, used a briefcase. But- but, I mean, it's a very similar, you know? It's almost the same. I mean, you get a title shot when you get the briefcase. And, you know, I just, just you know, I think with NXT, it's just it's just a slightly different thing. But uh, at the same time, it's it's pretty yeah. much the same. Like, like I remember years off-brand. ago. You have, like, you know, Charmin toilet paper, and then you have, like, the off-brand toilet paper. They do pretty much the same thing, just one's better looking and softer than the other. You know, we got the Target brand toilet paper, and it's actually really good. Totally off topic, but I just want to point that no, out. No, I think it's important for us to And it was to, a you know, huge pack of Target brand toilet paper because that's what they had. Um, it, it reminds me years ago, like when CM Punk won his first Money in the Bank briefcase, he came off the ECW brand and mm-hmm. he was in WWE ECW at the time and qualified for the match and he was the only ECW participant in the match, ended up cashing in on Raw and becoming the World Heavyweight Champion, but... It just and that's another way to move somebody from from one brand to the other as well. Although they keep saying the winner of the briefcase can cash in on their brand's champion, like they've said that multiple times in the promos. But again, Charlotte challenged the NXT champion, so I feel like they're they're setting the precedent there. And Charlotte's on the poster for a reason, and Becky's not on the poster, which is kind of weird because I don't think she's going to be on the event. But Charlotte's on the poster for a reason. That's all I will say. LOL. Yeah. Maybe Charlotte's in the match. Maybe Charlotte's TBD. By the end of the year, Charlotte will have all three titles. Charlotte three belts. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Charlotte three belts. Man, Becky would have such a such a Charlotte three belts has. You talk about something that doesn't roll off the tongue. Charlotte three belts is almost impossible. It's like Becky two belts, super easy. Charlotte three belts, no, not at all. We'll just stick with that's that's a tongue twister in and of itself. But yeah, I mean that that like I said. Going back to that poster, it was shocking. I was thinking someone someone must have just did this in Photoshop. It's not real. And when this was announced as the actual poster, that this was an actual element of the entire uh, pay-per-view, I was happily surprised. So I'm really looking forward to this, um, this event. And you did mention, you know, Charlotte Flair is on the poster. Um, right now they do have announced... Uh, some other matches. So there will be a WWE championship match, um, Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. The Universal Championship will be on the line, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. 
Um, and then Bailey versus Tamina for the women's SmackDown, uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship. So that, you know that sounds last- like a kickoff match to me. Um, I do want to go back to Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre really fast because it was on the Hashtag Miranda Show, the edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show where we talked about the James Bond themes where we told you the perfect first opponent for Drew McIntyre to defend his title on pay-per-view would be Seth Rollins. And here we are. All, just, we called it. Just listen. WWE listens. You might as well listen to. Of course, yeah, I'm saying no, that. I know I'm saying listening. that during the show that people are listening to. So I'm saying you should listen to people who listen. So it's counterintuitive, but whatever. <laughs> Convoluted. It doesn't roll off the tongue like Charlotte it's like, belts, but it's, whatever. It's like, it's like I'm talking to myself. Dave, it's me, Dave. That's going to be useful. I just know it is. <laughs> Dave, and that, it's me, Dave. And y'all just check out Dave Batista's Twitter, his social media, so and good. you'll know it. You'll figure it out. So good. Just go, go on Dave Batista's. I, and I was wrong. I said he was very overrated on last week's Hashtag Miranda Show, and he proved me wrong in just, you know, just the past 24 hours. Dave, that promo, it's me, Dave. That that promo he did about you know staying at home, plus finding out that Step Brothers is one of his favorite movies of all time. I was wrong, Dave Batista. I was wrong about you. Here, You're let's, not let's, let's let's play the promo. Dave, it's me, Dave. I know you want to shimmy in the sun with all your friends, but right now, <laughs> seriously, don't. Hang out from home, where pants are optional. You can do it for America. Just so good. Such good shit. God bless you. We will be talking about uh, all the the fun happenings after Money in the Bank in a few weeks. So make sure you tune into that episode. We have more episodes in between then. But for sure, check out our Money in the Bank reactions because I am sure we will have lots of them. But Absolutely. I do want to end on the show the show on kind of a my version of a quick hits, which could be 20 minutes. Who knows what this looks like? God, I hope not. But I want to end off the show on another money topic. And it's actually, a, again, a, a hypothetical question, a fun question um, related to money. Um, many of you may have gotten your stimulus checks from the government. If you have, good on you. Uh, I have not. Uh, so what's up with that, federal government? Um, from what I understand, uh, it could be a delay. I, so a lot of that, uh, is from, you know, depending on like how you file your taxes in previous years, I've used a third party. Uh, I don't use them anymore. I used to go to a third party, uh, vendor for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and those third parties are having some delays in distribute, you know, in the government being able to access that information to distribute funds. So that is what I understand is my excuse. Which is, um, I, I saw the same thing. I use a third party. And mine clears tomorrow. So okay, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed. I'm not gonna say which third party it was, but it's turbocharged. I'll just say that. (laughs) About mine is blocked. So oh no, blocked. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Blocked. Um, I don't use the block because years ago I used the block and it was the worst experience I ever had in my life. It was the worst. I pretty much had to go to the the other side and tell the lady what to type in the computer. Like, and then when they were like, here, it's going to cost you $135. Like I was the panda destroying the computer gif at that point. Like when she told me I had to pay $135 to tell her how to file my taxes. Like that was just, and at that point I decided never again. Like I wasn't. Yeah. I went local this time. It was the best decision ever made. Found a great, 
great person to do my taxes this year. But yeah, my experience with the block was awful. Uh, I'll never use them again. Um, if you have your own experience, that's on, you know, maybe it was great and they've been reliable. What's so, you know, and I use them for several years, but last year was the worst experience of my entire adult Turbo life. tax, bro. Turbo tax. Uh, use local. Shop local, bro. Shop local. Um, anyways, $1,200. You know, that's, that's what everyone's getting as long as you meet the criteria. And I wanted to play around with an idea of a wrestling stimulus check. So if you were to get a wrestling stimulus check, which is a uh, $1,200 that you could only use in for the means of professional wrestling, um, what would you spend it on? Bang, 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 bang. Try and stop it. Bang, bang. Here I come. Bang. I'm going to say this only because I know how much certain things cost. I would book Tommy Dreamer for an ICW <laughs> show. There you go. Then one one foul swoop. There you go. I've ever told. I don't think I've ever told you the Tommy Dreamer story. That's one of the stories I haven't told you. I will have to tell you the Tommy Dreamer story. Definitely yeah. not on the air. Definitely not. <laughs> that goes in the vault, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Y'all won't be able to. Sorry, that, those but... listening, you ain't hearing it. Um, you know what? I I thought about this and you know what? My first impulse is just to buy stuff that I don't need. So I'd probably go to ProWrestlingTees.com. A special shout out to BarbershopWindow.com. They were one of actually the very first t-shirt sites that I found as an adult wrestling fan. Um, they are unfortunately closing down their store. Um, they, they put a message up online that right now, unfortunately, they're just not able to sustain um, their business. And so they're doing a big sale. So if you go to uh, barbershopwindow.com. Um, I, I just, they're an online t-shirt operation run out of the same building as pro wrestling tees. Wrestling. I just don't. Look, take advantage of the 50% off clearance sale, right? Fully take advantage of it. I don't buy the fact that they even talk about how it's COVID-19, whatever. I don't see how that is. It's just another web domain. Like, it's literally, there's, there's no additional cost associated. I think they're just trying to streamline their businesses. And, and because they have like five different T-shirt stores really all running out of the same building. I think they're just trying to streamline their businesses. And I think... I didn't like the fact they blamed it on the coronavirus because I don't think that's true. I think that's just the decision they wanted to make. Fair enough. Um, I still but it's still 50% off. You can still, still save a lot of money on t-shirts. If you want to buy a sale. Actually, what I would do, and I don't know how much this would cost, uh, but I, in an ideal world, it would be $1,200. I would like to commission a, a cosplay suit of the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase's uh, outfit. Like, um, for sure... I'm trying to remember which one I liked the most. He had like a silver one, um, like full suit glitter. Like I would just want that commissioned and be like, I will pay someone $1,200 to make that suit for me. And then I would wear it pretty much constantly. I'd wear it to wrestling shows. <laughs> I'd wear it to announcing gigs. I'd wear it to weddings, bar mitzvahs, um, a lot of social gatherings. Um But custom though, to fit me, I don't want to, you know, men's women can become uh you know a big it could be a some teddy be a million dollar man's and i have 
that would be the best twelve hundred dollars I I spent. You know, you gotta spend money to make money to feel like money. Um, but that's also one of my ultimate like cosplay. I'm and I've never probably will never make a cosplay ass costume. I just don't have the skills, the talents, or the resources. But if I were ever to, that would actually be my my go to. That's this just the aura of the million dollar man. And of course, with this week's theme of, of money, um, yes, I, of course, you know, it all comes together. But not just because of that, because it would look sick. And I don't think it would cost you twelve hundred dollars. Like I think you could get three of them for that price. Well, if I use like real diamonds and stuff, hello, Greg, I'm not just going to like replicate it and like have cheap material. It has to be the finest if you are cosplaying as a million dollar man. I guess I'll also have to commission the million dollar belt, which will add some money to that. Yeah, you might need to get the, you know, spouse plus two kids version like I'm getting if you want to pull that off because that's a whole nother. Yeah. That's a whole other set of money. I'll, I'll have the nicest million dollar man suit with the cardboard million dollar belt. <laughs> the Yolo County <laughs> Championships. Oh, it's it's great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've made it. We you've made it. You survived. I wouldn't say survived, but you've gone through this journey that is called the hashtag Miranda Show. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on social media at the hashtag Miranda on Facebook and Instagram, not on Twitter. The Twitterless heroine. That's that's why it's called that. How I'm called that. Um, but again, at the hashtag it's Miranda. Also how you let got us the name your... hashtag Miranda? Like there would be no hashtag Miranda if you had a Twitter because we wouldn't have needed to hashtag you in tweets. So yeah. Hey, I know, but not everyone knows the story, Greg. So I, sometimes I just got to explain, you know. And and lots of social media comes in threes, like thechairshot.com. You can follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at thechairshot.com. Greg, you can find you on all three forms of social media at chairshot Greg. So I get it. There's there's a trifecta with these types of things, just not with me. Because you're different. Because I'm different. But let us know your thoughts on this week's show. Let us know uh, what you think about this uh, announcement uh, of Money in the Bank being uh, done at, at Titan Towers. Uh, what's some of the craziest purchases that you've made on Amazon or during this COVID-19 situation? And if you were to get a $1,200 wrestling stimulus check, what would you spend it on? Let us know on social media. Um, tag myself, Greg. Uh, don't forget to check out thechairshot.com for all your latest wrestling news, analysis, and opinions. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. This is such good shit. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and we will be back with you next week. Peace. <laughs> Everybody's gonna pay Cause the million dollar man Always gets his way <laughs> Wild card, bitches! Yeah! Dave, it's me, Dave